Well, listen, I'm glad to have you here on my podcast, Stick and Move for Eric Kelly. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Mr. Mike Woods. Y'all might know Mike from Ring Magazine, Ring TV. He do it all. If it's boxing related, Mike is on it. Mike. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much. You come on my uh, Talk Box podcast, and uh, I'm pleased to be on yours, man. I a and honestly, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for having me. I appreciate your um the boxing podcast. I mean, you you doing your thing, Mike. You doing your thing, and I really respect you and your um and and, and your and your take on the boxing world. Today. I I, may, I maybe don't know as much as you, but I I, I try. Thank you very much. <laughs> you doing your thing. You doing your thing. So tell me right now, what do you think about this Andre Ward versus Sergey Kovalev fight coming up? What do you think about that? Listen, here's what I think. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to predict that the guy who hasn't lost since he's 12 years old ain't going to lose. I think that's a pretty wise prediction to make, right? Andre Ward, until proven otherwise, uh, is going to, he's, listen, he's a defensive master. Offensive yes. is pretty good, but defensively he's a master. Yes. And so he's going against a guy who is, uh, supposed to be an offensive master, but he wasn't actually an offensive master against Jalenda's last fight out. Then again, I can say, well, guess what? Andre Ward didn't look so great against Alexander Brandt. Thing is, that was a, that was a tune-up fight. I think Ward is a canny kind of guy who actually might hold something back and, and not even work as hard and let you think that he's slipping a little bit against an Alexander Brandt. I think he's that kind of canny guy. So I'm going to say the guy who hasn't lost since he was 12 years old is going to win again. So he's going to keep his undefeated record. Yeah, Andre Ward, man, until... Listen, you can be the detonator. You can be the exploder-in-chief. You can be the guy with the great offense. But if you can't yeah. activate it, if you're against a defensive master, it don't matter if you can punch holes through walls, bro. Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, you what you don't hit, you can't hurt. And that's and, it, man. Yeah. If you, can't, if, you, if you can't touch it, you can't hurt it. Simple as that. Yeah. And like you said, Andre Ward is very defensive. My thing is this, though. Ward... And, you know, I know Ward personally fought him and everything, been in the ring with him. Um, right. Ward knows what you're going to do before you do it. That's one thing. Oh, he Like, some, he, he knows exactly what you're going to do before you do it. And whatever move that is, whatever move that is or punch you try to throw, he, he's going he's gonna to defend it and have several counters waiting for you. That's one thing sharp about him. But. Amen. But. Sergey Kovalev is not a world-class fighter for no reason. Right. There's a reason why Sergey Kovalev is, 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 is the light heavyweight champion of the world. Sergey Kovalev is undefeated. Sergey Kovalev, Sergey Kovalev beat Bernard Hopkins. There's a reason for that. And if you think of one thing, people, under, people just um, point out Sergey Kovalev's power. And his power is tremendous. But Sergey Kovalev has a jab out of this world. He has a... If you notice one thing about the Russian fighters, everything is behind their jab. Look at Klitschko's. Look at Triple G. Look at Sergey Kovalev. They have very great jabs and strong jabs at that. Now, 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 back in, back in Ward Up, Backing Ward up is what Triple G is gonna have to do. Obviously, he's gonna have to back him up and and hit him, hit him everywhere, hit him in the arm, hit him in the neck, hit him in the face, hit him in the shoulder, hit him in the stomach, hit him everywhere. But like I like we said earlier, 
what knows what knows what you're going to do before you do it. That's right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Eric Kelly. A guy like that who, quote unquote, knows what you're going to do before you do it, that'll work and work and that'll keep working until one day it doesn't work because guess what? You've gotten a little bit older. Your reflexes, right. reflexes slip. And even though you know it's coming, Whereas you only had to move your head two millimeters before because you've gotten older, now you have to move it four millimeters, only you didn't get the memo that your reflexes have slipped and you get caught with something you didn't get caught with the year before. We'll ask Roy Jones about that. Ask Roy Jones Jr. But unlike one thing about one thing about Andre Ward is that while he while he's while that can happen, yeah. You got to keep in mind that Underwater is still young. Underwater is still young. He- yes and no, Eric Kelly. He has been doing this a long time. And yes, he did have a nice hiatus off of boxing. Um, but you know that so much wear and tear does happen in gym. He's been doing it since he was a kid. So yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say that he's, I wouldn't say that he's, you know, you know, yeah, he is young, but he's been doing it a long time. And it can happen. Yeah. It can happen. It probably won't. But you tell me, you tell me in the last couple of fights that you've watched against the Brit Smith and against Alexander Brandt, do you think he slipped a little bit? I don't, I, I don't think he slipped a little bit, but I know that great fighters, I know that great fighters often rise to the level of competition. The better the fighter, you know what I'm saying? Especially when they know they got more to, more to risk. For instance, as I, for instance if, I, if I was in the gym sparring one of my clients and then I came in the gym and sparred Andre Ward, it's going to be a total different Eric Kelly. Absolutely. And that's what you I was referring to when I said I think Ward is the kind of canny guy who, like, against Alexander Brand, he knows exactly what to give people, what to show people, and he's holding something back. And it's, it's along the same lines of what you're referring to. You fight up or down to the level of competition. You got it. You know, well, anyway, however you look at it, that fight is going to be tremendous, and I got to go with Ward. When Ward won, when Ward won the Olympics in 2004, he moved up the light heavyweight, and he fought giants. He fought giants, and Ward showed a whole nother Ward that would that a lot of. I've seen I've seen almost every every aspect of Andre Ward because I've been knowing him since what he was 17 years old. Meanwhile, a lot of people haven't seen the Andre Ward that's a real good dancer and mover in the ring. And that's the Andre Ward that won the Olympic gold medal. And that's the Andre Ward that's going to be Sergey Kovalev. Absolutely. You're going to be wanting to move more and be that much more elusive uh, going up from 168 to 175. The power is that much. It's considerably heavier. Uh, the, 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 the upgrading okay. power from what the, well, he's been fighting at 168 to 175 considerably higher. So I, I'm with you right there. Because you know Sergey Kovalev is coming from two hundred. You know what I'm saying? Or more or, or more or more. You know. But you know what? You know what Woods? Another fight we got coming up. I can't believe I missed this. We got we we, we got Nicholas Walters about to go against Vasily Lomachenko. Oh yeah. No, the the, the the hardcore fight fans are real, real excited about that. A lot of those people think and know that you know what? Lomachenko might be the third, first, or even the best fighter on the planet. He really made a leap in his last fight. Some of the combinations he threw in his last fight with the majestic footwork, people are just like, oh, shit. That, that guy's a different breed, different animal, future superstar, yeah. perhaps. I, I see almost no one picking Walters in that fight. I just hope it's a good fight. 
I hope it's a good fight. I mean, Walters only has a puncher's chance. Sort of like Sergey Kovalev and Andre Ward. But at the same time, I think that um, while Lomachenko is a very, very sharp boxer, he 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 stays in the, he, he's more like a mid-range fighter. And he like more mid-range and in the pocket a little bit. And I don't think you can do that with a guy like Nicholas Walters. Nicholas Walters is the bigger, stronger fighter in the ring. I don't think you can do that. And and he's not as bad of a boxer as you believe. Meanwhile, he's in against Vasilo Machico, two-time Olympic gold medalist. So, you know, this kid is obviously a genius in the ring. But um, also, he takes very quickly, very quickly. Nicholas Walters has been draining himself in several of the last several of his fights. He could That's be that true. much better at a better, more That's natural true. weight for him. That's true. I'm interested in seeing how big he enters the ring in because if he's running himself like that against a guy like against a guy like Lomachenko, he may get stopped. Lomachenko does have some power. And if and if and if and if Lomachenko was able to stop Nicholas Walters, then wow, that's that's gonna propel him up the pound for pound ranks. I'm gonna have to put him up there. Undoubtedly, I'm gonna have to put him there like three or four. I, I, I don't disagree with you. He also, he's a guy who gets that crazy angle on you and is that much more likely to hit you with something you don't see. You've been in that ring. You know what hurts you most. The damn thing. It's a punch. It's a punch that you don't see. So, so I've been, I've been, I've been, you know, I've, I've, I've been, um, checking the box and seeing that a little bit. And we got, we got my boy Kid Chocolate, Peter Quillen, moving up to 168 pounds, super middleweight. Yeah. He's been training. He's getting ready for something. I don't know a date or an opponent yet, but he's but 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 he's in he's in Oakland with Virgil Hunter. What do you? Hey, listen, I'm a Virgil Hunter fan. Not every yes. foray with everyone working with Virgil worked out. You got to be all in. You got to be very committed. Yes. Um. You know, Pete, Peter. Peter has his home life and his other stuff that he wants to do. If he's going to be as committed as Virgil wants, I think that's something that could very much work. I think the Amir Khan Virgil Hunter uh, situation did work out. I absolutely did see Amir Khan pay better attention to defense and play smarter, not harder. So I'm a big Virgil Hunter fan. Not yes. every pairing with Virgil works, um, but I suspect this one will. I think Peter knows that uh, uh, he knows after getting knocked out in the first round against Danny Jacobs that defense is something that I really have to pay more attention to. Yes, Virgil Hunter. Virgil Hunter is a real good guy, a great trainer. And Virgil Hunter is like Virgil Hunter is is is, is like a boxing purist. He really studies this shit. Right. He's never fought or anything like that, but he really studies it. So when he so 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 when when he, when he when he's dissecting a fighter, right. when he's dissecting a fighter, he's dissecting everything this fighter does right, everything he this fighter does wrong. And he's and and he and, and and he's teaching to his fighter how to counter that and come out on top. And Andre Ward beat me, so <laughs> we already know that it works. <laughs> and, and and we we know that Eric Kelly, and and we also know that uh, it gives uh, it gives us that much more reason to be interested in Peter Quillen and his comeback. Yeah, the thing the thing is this. Um, unlike unlike Berto, unlike Ward. Unlike Amir Khan, Peter Quillen is not an Olympian with an extensive amateur background. So he does have he does have a lot more rawness. Don't get me wrong, Quillen Quillen has that power, but 
he's still a little bit raw when it comes to the finesse of it. You know what I mean? That that finesse of it. I'm interested in seeing how that how 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 is Peter Quiller gonna look with Virgil Hunter incorporating that little bit into a style. Just training him before I have a fight. Yeah, get you, get yeah. Just get yourself situated with that guy and really learn his style and his methods so you see an actual collaboration on the first fight, not just like a dip in the camp and, you know, eight weeks and then pick up some of it. No, spend six months and then show us how, how well the Baron works. What Peter Quillen lacks and what Peter Quillen lacks in, in, in technique, he makes up for and work at his work ethic is great. He has tremendous heart. He has tremendous heart and he has tremendous power. So I'm thinking I meant I like Peter I like Peter Quillen a whole lot. He's a great fighter. I want him I want him to work a little bit more on that left jab though. Set things up on you're, that. You're though. going to be seeing that. You're going to be seeing the building block basics uh, of, of everything coming off the jab. And then just being smarter. Uh, being smarter uh, not being as wild, fighting more refined manner, which is exactly what you said. He doesn't have that amateur pedigree, all those yeah. years under his belt, hundreds of bouts uh, under his belt. So he's still learning as he's going, man. And also, yeah, he's, he's another one, Eric Kelly, a guy who's been draining himself for the last two or three years to make 160. He might be yeah. that much better at a more comfortable weight yeah, class. I love to see um, Peter Quillen versus Badu Jack. I love to see that. I think that's something that absolutely would be on your wish list for end of 2017. I'd love to see that fight. That'd be a great fight. And and we also got we also got uh, moving up to the heavyweight division. What's up with your man Tyson Fury? Tyson Fury, uh, he's he's, he's acting up. He's quote unquote partying. But when you're 27, 28 years old, you're a world class athlete, bro. It ain't partying. It's stupid. Leave that yeah, stuff alone. I know, I know from experience, but I'm like. I don't understand how these. I mean, I okay. Now he's the heavyweight champ of the world. He beat Vladimir Klitschko. You know what I mean? And I can understand how he just achieved this lifelong dream. But when you achieve that dream, that's when you gotta say, okay, I did it. Now it gets tough. Now it gets hard. Now I gotta bite down. Now I gotta sacrifice. Well, he, he dropped the ball, but he's a kid. He's a big, overgrown kid in some way. Now you gotta act like a man. You gotta make smart choices with integrity. You gotta act like you know you got kids and all that stuff. You don't want to mess with that stuff. That child play bullshit. Don't do that. At the end of the day, boxing is a man's sport. You know what I'm saying? Boxing is a you got you got to be to be successful at the sport. You got to bite down and you got to make great sacrifices. You got to be an adult. You got to be mature. I'm hearing, I'm hearing. Eric Kelly, you don't find oh. those sacrifices being made in the pub or in a pile of blow, okay? So I just really hope he learns his lesson. That's all, man. And get really well and get smart and uh, show the best version of yourself. The best version never coming out partying and, mm. and drinking and drugging, man. That's not where you find I, the best self. I don't know. What's up with them UK fighters? Ricky Hatton, Joe Calzaki, Tyson Fury. They just blowing it all up. They... Man, they rather blow. They 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 rather blow than they eat when they hungry. I don't know what's wrong with these guys. Yeah, I don't know either, man. And well, the thing is, we understand that if you're missing the spotlight and then you're a little bit bored and you're the devil's uh, idle hand is the devil's playground. But Tyson Fury got no excuse, no excuse at all. No, you should be at the height of your fame right now. You should be fighting the fights of your life right now. Yes. I think yes. it show, says something about him psychologically. I think he's afraid of uh, success and failure. 
Okay, I got one more question for you, Mr. Woods, before we have to wrap it up. Yeah, man. Let's go, champ. Shannon Briggs, talk to me about talk to me about what he can do and what you expect for, for him to do at heavyweight now. He's older. It's 2016. Yeah, I, I, I confess, I would have expected by this time he already were, would have lured one of these numbskulls into a fight. I thought yeah. two years ago that he would have been able to lure Klitschko into a stay busy fight. And by the way, it's not as if they weren't totally open to it. I spoke to Klitschko's guy, and he's like, no, we would, in so many words there, Kelly, he said we would bring Shannon over to, to Germany. We understand that, that it's a, a entertainment situation. I, yeah. I don't quite understand why that hasn't happened yet. With Klitschko on the outs and leaving the sport, that was his best chance to get one of these final big flashy fights. I don't think, any, I don't think there's the appetite to see him fight an Anthony Joshua. And I don't think he wants to be a stepping stone for, uh, you know, a Joshua or a Sam yeah. uh, Park or Joseph Parker or anything like that. So I don't know quite where it leaves him, Val. I'm, I'm curious myself. I hear Briggs, you know, he's been calling out Joe Calzaki, not Joe Calzaki, but he's been calling out um, Vladimir Klitschko. You know what I'm saying? He's been calling out David Hay. I mean, hopefully David Hay answers, you know. Yeah, I, I, no, that, that, that's the right type of fight for him. It's sort of not circus in a bad way, but it's more of a circus-type atmosphere and entertainment atmosphere. David Hay would be a fine choice. I think David Hay would be a fine choice, but I think I think I, I, I was at the Barclays Center when I was at the Barclays Center for um, Frampton, Carl Frampton and, um, and Santa Cruz. I was at the Barclays Center for that. And, and when and Shannon Briggs, you know, let's go champ. And Shannon Briggs owned the Barclays that night. He literally owned it. It wasn't fighting, but he was just walking around the floor. Let's go champ. And he had fans running all to him. And he owned the Barclays in that night. Would you believe David Hay was back in the back, just standing up in the back? I went back there. I went back there because I was about to go in the locker room. Uh, go in the locker room, see a friend, wish him luck. I go back there, I go back there, and I just see David Hayes standing up against the wall. I'm like, is this motherfucker scared to come outside because Shannon Briggs got this entourage with him? My, I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, I've heard, I, listen, I've heard rumors about um, David Hayes' heart. I have heard rumors. I don't know. I know he's a damn good fighter, great cruiserweight. But I've had heard rumors about his heart, and I've also heard rumors about Shannon Briggs' heart. Okay. I'm saying I'm, I'm a Brooklyn guy, so I, I get everything. That does big business, big, big, big business in the United Kingdom. Huge business in the United Kingdom at the Men Arena. Okay, okay, Mike Woods, I appreciate you for joining me on this episode of Stick and, Stick and Move with Eric Kelly. Stick and Move, I appreciate you asking me, my brother. And I would love to be back on your podcast. Thank you for joining me. It's going to happen. The can Superman. Love you, Eric Kelly. Be well. Be good, Mike. Take care of the kids.